life, O oh God, that the desires of God, your purposes and your plans and your, for God to be revealed in us. And so today, O oh Lord, we say thank you for the times you worked in our lives, even when we didn't deserve it, the times that you showed up in our lives, even when we weren't able, O oh God, and we weren't faithful. But today, Lord, we thank you for never giving up on us, for loving us despite of us. So we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your anointing upon our lives, that you said, oh God, that you chose us and that you place your spirit upon us. Bless us this morning as we worship together with you. We pray, oh God, that our hearts and our lives will be dedicated to you anew and afresh, Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1 says, And so it was with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I did not come to you in the eloquence or human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in my weakness, with my great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching was not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith may not rest in human wisdom, but on the power of God. Amen. This is, uh, this is where I want to draw emphasis so that your faith may not rest on human wisdom, but on, the, on God's power. Amen. This is what uh, Paul writes as he challenges the church. He says, you know, um, and we know by no means was uh, Paul a, an uneducated person. He was well educated. He was, uh, you know, educated by some of the greatest scholars of his day. But when he came, he, he says to them, I did not come to you in eloquence of speech or in human wisdom. There are some things that we can do in human wisdom. But the Bible says that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. Amen. And so anything birthed out of human flesh and human ability, he says, is not enough to proclaim. So he says, so I proclaim the testimony about God. And I've resolved to know nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. But you know what I, I like is verse 3. He says, I came to you in my weakness and fear and trembling. You see, Paul was not scared to be vulnerable. He was not scared to be transparent. Amen. And sometimes we hide behind our strength. But we don't understand that sometimes it takes, the Bible says when I'm weak, I'm strong. When I'm poor, I'm rich. That that vulnerability where I can say, I really, I'm so confident in who I am in God that I know He won't fail me. He won't let me down. And so He comes back and He says, all of my preaching, all my all of my messages, uh, I did not come in the persuasive words of man. That means I didn't come to persuade you. I just came to demonstrate the power of God. Amen. And I pray today that even in church. Our desire is not to impress you. Our desire is to inspire you. Amen. A place where you can disengage with God. And so this is where I want to leave these words with you. 
So let your faith rest. Uh, 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 your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Amen. Let your faith be in the power of God, not on your accolades, not on your achievements, not on your sphere of influence, not in who you are as a person, but in the power of God. Amen. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We understand that you are a great and an awesome God. And we thank you for your goodness toward us. And so it is our desire as we enter into your, your presence, Lord, that no flesh will glory in your presence. It will come to the place where flesh, O oh God, will submit to the will of the Lord. And so we pray, O oh God, this is our desire, like Paul says, O oh God, but that we may know you in the power of your resurrection. That we may, we may come to the place where it is God's power that is manifest in us. Our faith is rested on God's power, not on human wisdom. So Lord, we pray today, receive our worship, receive our praise from a grateful heart. We bless you today in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen and Amen. Amen. God bless you. It's good to have all of you here in the house of the Lord together. Let's worship God. Amen. Give him our best. Amen. Because God deserves your best. Amen. And your highest praise. Amen. God bless. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a blessing in your life right now. Come on. You want to celebrate and give Jesus all the glory. Amen. Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Come on. Because every time was born by your power and your grace. Come on. All praise belongs to you. Oh.
We believe you, O God, that even for our city, that there will be a turning around, O God, in the economy, there will be a turning around in the management, there will be a turning around, O God, in, in every system of governance, Lord. We believe in you, O God, for, a, for, for, for you, O God, are moving on behalf of us as a nation. So I pray today that you just bless your people, protect, cover them, even as they go into folklore, be with them in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, God, even for the, at this time, for your protection over the lives of your people. We thank you, God, for your healing that's over the house and over your people. And so for those that may have come in this morning in need of healing, Lord, touch. Lord, touch. Because you aim. If you're in this place and you're just saying, God, I need a, a healing touch, you just raise your hands before him. God sees your, your hands. And God knows your heart. He knows the condition. He knows that physical healing. You may be joining online. You can lay your hands upon yourself and say, Lord, I need a touch from you. Father, you said, oh God, you sent forth your word and you healed all of our diseases. And so we said, oh God, you said in your word that no greater love is this then a man lay down his life for a friend. You call us friend and you, you lay down your life for our healing. The Bible says that uh, uh, by your stripes we are healed. And so today I declare healing over the bodies of your people. I speak to their bodies to respond to the word of the Lord. I declare, oh God, that we speak because we believe. Father, so we, we understand today that as we declare a thing, it's not about whether we see it materialize, but we speak it before it materializes. And when we speak, it will materialize. So we declare right now divine healing over the lives of your people, healing over their bodies, healing over their emotions, healing over their minds. I thank you for healthy sons and daughters of God. I thank you, God, for productive sons and daughters of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray today that the enemy has no power over them in Jesus name and so we pray for those that are unemployed and seeking employment Lord breakthrough on their behalf for those of oh God that are in need of oh God of, of just a provision from the Lord just a need to be met or, or financial breakthrough Lord you provide in Jesus name so we give you the praise we give you the glory we give you the honor for you are able to do great and mighty things in Jesus name and everybody said, Amen and Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Amen. Thanks to worship team. Amen. Bless the Lord. It's a privilege and honor just to share just a word of encouragement with you. Amen. You're blessed. Amen. amen. You're living victorious. Yes. Okay. There's a few witnesses. I pray that by the end of the sermon, you will be living victorious. Hallelujah. Amen. You have been born and built for victory. Amen. You have been born and built for victory. That means victorious living should be your lifestyle. Amen. Victorious living is a lifestyle. Amen. It's not a one-time event. Hallelujah. It's a lifestyle. So we, we want to, I just want to just share the word of the Lord with you and encourage you today. I thank God for the songs. Amen. Uh, that they sang today it was really a blessing to me and uh, 
there's still one more song that I want them to sing before we leave. Amen. And but we're gonna do that after I, I preach. Amen. Now, the 31st of October all over the world is celebrated for various reasons. Um, for some countries and even including ours, they celebrate Halloween, right? Mm -hmm. I want to say Halloween, Halloween. Okay, this, this depends how you say it, right? Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Okay, so you got it, right? So they, ce they celebrate Halloween, but we as believers don't celebrate Halloween. Amen? Now let me say to you this. On the 1st of November, traditionally all over the world, it is normally known as All Saints Day. It was a day that was developed to celebrate uh, the saints and the body of Christ and what God has done in the lives of believers. And in response to this, the world had decided to, to, to generate the, the celebration of evil and everything wicked on Halloween. Amen? So... Even today, they have in among the Aztec community and other communities related to that, they celebrate the Day of the Dead, where they believe there's the one day in the year where the, the, the spirits of those that have been deceased come and uh, surrounds and abides amongst people. So they will build these large, uh, you know, almost statues and altars and, and they put the pictures of all the, 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 the those loved ones that are late believing that they will come and be amongst them. So it's a day of great spiritual battle. There's a day where we need to understand that wickedness prevails. Amen? And so we have to understand that importance of us trusting God in this hour for the hand of the Lord to be upon us yeah. and protect us. Amen? So uh, all of us like sweets, right? You like sweets, I like sweets. We all like chocolates and, and Reese's. I like Reese's. Buttercups. <laughs> Peanut buttercups, right? I like those. Yeah. Kind of everybody, I like it. Right? But you don't have to celebrate Halloween to get sweets. If you just feel like sweets, ask me. I'll give you sweets. Amen? Not like how our parents used to say. They're giving us sweets. You know? No, no, not that sweet. I'll give you real sweets. Maybe sparkles. <laughs> right? Right? But the whole thing is understand who we are and what we believe. Because sometimes it's possible for us to get caught up in all sorts of celebrations which got no relevance to us. Amen? So be careful what we celebrate. If we don't celebrate the dead, or wicked or evil spirits or zombies. Yeah. Don't say me happy Halloween. I'll be praying for you. In the name of Jesus. Say it in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't go to Halloween dress up. They say, yeah, I feel like the devil. No, don't let the demon out. Yeah. Cast him out totally. Amen? That means we don't want anything to catch you. Make sure Papia don't catch you. Demon, spirit, evil spirit. Amen? So you have to be careful. Hallelujah. Amen? So protect and cover yourself. I want us to understand this 
Because we live in a world where so many things, the lines get blurred yeah. between which we believe and what we shouldn't believe. And this is the time that we have to understand who we are in Christ. Amen. Now, I've been speaking on living victorious, and I want to continue today to speak on living victorious. And one of the things that I emphasized on the first week was living victorious requires consistent behavior. It means you have to be consistent in your service, consistent in your giving, consistent in your worship, consistent in your prayers. Amen? That means we don't do things just because we feel that this is the right thing to do right now. Amen? We, we don't do things just because if I, I'm going through a difficult thing and now I need to do a magic trick in order for this thing to come right. No, no. We, we, our faith is not based on magic tricks and little places where we can manipulate God to work on our behalf. God is prepared to work on your behalf because you're a child of God. Because you're a son and a daughter of God, God is interested in you. He's interested in building you. Amen. So you need to understand you don't have to manipulate God to love you. He just loves you. The Bible says even so much he loves you even while we were yet sinners. Jesus Christ died for us. That's how much he loves you. He didn't love you when you were got it right. Amen. You know, the world, you know, they, they, they love you just because what you can do, what you can give them, what potential you have. Amen? So that's why when people go looking for love, they look for potential. Amen? Scary. Because the potential comes with other things that don't, you don't see. Amen? So we have to understand this. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have potential, but you should have potential. But you have to be careful about what you're looking for. So we need to know that God loves you. Amen. And you, can do, you cannot do anything to make God love you more. Yeah. Amen. Because he loved you even in the worst point of your life. He loved you. And you are important to him. So why, we, why, why is God determined for us to live victorious? Because firstly he says be consistent. Be consistent in the way that you live your life. That means... How do you, uh, you your weapons of, of, of victory in, is firstly the word of God. You have to have the word of God. The Bible says the word of God should be near you in your heart and in your mouth. Amen. That means whenever you have any challenge in front of you, immediately you must be able to speak the word of the Lord. Anything difficult you are facing, you must be able to speak the word of the Lord in that situation. Amen. That's why the Bible says you're overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of your testimony. What is your testimony? The word of the Lord in your mouth. Amen. Then it goes on and it says, how, how do you, uh, your, your second weapon is your faith. So you have to be consistent in your love for the word and then consistent in your faith. Now, what is faith? We read this uh, this morning in the invocation in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It, it says, faith is the power of God at work in you. Amen. Basically. Now we know the Hebrews will say it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But it is basically God's power working in you. Yeah. Amen. So that's when, when, when Paul says, I came to you to, to speak to you about faith. But the faith that comes from the power of God at work in your life. Amen. And so he begins to, to bring reference to this. Now, but then we have to understand how do we build our faith. Our faith is firstly built on the word on feeding on the word of God. Amen. That means you have to have the word of God in your heart and in your mind. 
So that when the enemy, uh, uh, you heard me say this uh, a while ago, that when the enemy puts its squeeze on you, what should come out of you is the word. Yeah. Amen. That means, uh, you know, when we used to go to church in, uh, when we were younger, you used to learn a memory verse every day, every Sunday that you used to go. And, and even there was times where you used to learn a portion of scripture, like almost a chapter. And you must say it. And those days you couldn't say it in NIV and English versions. And you only had to know the only language that was known, the, the real Bible, which was the King James Version. <laughs> and you had to say the these and the thous. And, and then you wonder, why? You know, it's so complicated. Right? But the reality was that the, the, one, the idea was to get the word in you. Amen? So you needed to know the word. If your faith level is weak, it basically means your word level is small. That means if your faith level is weak, your word level is small. That means if you don't have much faith, that means there's less word. How do you feel? So you have to become a healthy believer. So the second thing is you have to build a healthy relationship with the Lord. Now, we, we, we all know everywhere they go today, they want to tell you about eating healthy. Cut the salt, cut the sugar, eat your vegetables, five vegetables. I mean, if you're on Discovery, they ask you to do the health check. Every time they ask you, listen, how many vegetables? You must eat five vegetables. I said, yes, I eat five vegetables. <laughs> Chilies, <laughs> onions, tomatoes, ginger and garlic. <laughs> <laughs> you can put dania in it, you know. I mean? Now those are the basic things that they used to cook a curry. They're not necessarily your five vegetable groupings, <laughs> but you're eating five. Technically, I'm eating five, right? But it's not the, the the best five, right? So we have to we have to we have to look at that. So one of the things they talk about is healthy living and living healthy, but spiritually. We should have a healthy relationship with the Lord. That means, Sundays I appreciate you being in the house of the Lord. But between Sunday and Sunday, how are you building your spiritual life? Are you, and, and there's simple ways of doing it. Do your morning devotion. Do an evening devotion. Put, when you're driving in your car, I know uh, 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 you could listen to something, uh, 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 a gospel track or uh, a CD or something, something to build your, your faith. What you're doing is that you're using and you're maximizing the input into your life. You may be cooking a meal, you can turn on and nowadays you've got YouTube and you've got Spotify and you've got all different types of apps that you can put on a Christian uh, uh, you know, uh, CD or a song and listen to it while you are doing your work. Amen. So all of this is important, so maintain a healthy relationship with the Lord. But then, there's a third secret for living victorious. Spend time praying and speaking in tongues. This is a very key thing. Spend time developing your spiritual language. Now, the Bible says when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, it will reveal all truth, but also trust God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit that you can speak in tongues. That is one of the gifts. The, the Bible says desire that gift. And when you desire that gift, it helps build you up. Now, why do we desire the gift? Because there are times in your life when you go through it, either emotionally, 
you're physically weak, you're emotionally weak, mentally you're going through challenges. How do you pray? And many of us know when we're going through any challenge, it's hard to pray. But in that time, the Bible says the Spirit makes intercession on our behalf with groanings that cannot be uttered. So when you speak in tongues, you're speaking a heavenly language. The Bible says you're speaking directly unto God. And when you speak directly to God, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, helps you. When you do not know how to pray, the Holy Spirit helps you to pray. Now, speaking in tongues is very, very important. And, and Jude chapter 1, verses 20 and 21 says, But you, beloved, building yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in love, waiting for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that leads you to eternal life. He's saying to you, build, how do you build yourself in the most holy faith? Praying in the Spirit. Amen. So if you want to be, live a victorious life, pray in the Spirit. Amen. That means when you can't pray and you do not know what to say and how to pray, you begin to pray in the Spirit. And as you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit makes intercession on your behalf. Now, speaking in tongues tunes you to the frequency of God. Now, basically, you know, if you want to get a certain radio station on your motor vehicle, you have to tune into the listening. Now, the old systems, old pioneer systems that we used to have, you have to turn the dial, and then you get you get to the to to, to that. Now you press a button and your car does everything for you. It just sets the the radio station in in place. But here, God is saying to you to tune into the frequency. We all know about frequency. Because we all got cell phones, right? Right? You could have the best cell phone. What is the best cell phone right now? What's the best cell phone? iPhone. iPhone? So other people that are Samsung owners are scared to say. <laughs> <laughs> and for some of us that got the one that you only can call, yeah, that's the best cell phone too. But the, the, the reality is, you could have the best cell phone, but if you don't have a SIM card in it, you've got no connectivity. You could have it charged, load shedding, no shed, load shedding, you can have it charged, but if you don't have no SIM card in it, you've got no connectivity. The reality is the Holy Spirit, when you speak in tongues, you connect to the frequency of heaven. God speaks directly to you, you speak directly to God, you are able to to build that life. And now I want you to understand that each of you as believers, this gift is available to you. Now I say to you, there's a gift available to you. It's like me sending you a WhatsApp and saying, you've got a potential of winning 100,000 rands. All you have to do is send, you, send your name and say yes. What you say yes. I know it because some of you are my Facebook friends. You like things when there's competition. Does it? So don't tell me this is a strange thing to you. I'm saying to you there's a frequency in heaven that you can connect to where God can speak directly to you. All you have to say yes Lord, I believe. You have to just connect to it and God can speak directly to you. Imagine that. You don't need somebody. Now, you don't see me here with a whole high priest guy with a big hat. <laughs> right? And a big outfit, a 
I would have been sweating. <laughs> you must feel sorry for those guys. Huh? And I don't have to shout at you and spit on you <laughs> and sweat. And all you do is look at me. And I'm sweaty. But I'm saying to you, this is easy. All you have to do is say, Father, been a long time, Lord. But I'm still around. And he listens. He's there. He shows up. Amen? And that's what, that, that's what the beauty part of it is. So the first element of building a victorious life is build consistency. James uh, chapter 5 Verse, uh, verses 16 uh, and 17 uh, speaks about it. It says, "The prayer offered up will make uh, the prayer of faith offered up will make the sick well, and the Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they will be forgiven. If they confess their sins and to each other and pray for each other that we may be healed, the prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. That means that when the prayer of faith is offered up, God hears." Amen. The Bible says even if your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you. The Bible doesn't hold you in condemnation. Amen. That's the beauty part of, self, of Christianity. Is that you don't serve a God that condemns you. That means you don't come there and say, Lord. That's a Lord. Help me. Amen. My voice. <laughs> Me Lord. I'm back. Amen. But he's, he's, he talks about the prayer of faith. And then he goes, he says, be consistent in your prayer time. Many of you, all I want to encourage you is be consistent in your prayer time. In the morning, in the evening, pray. Trust God. You do not know what you're going to face in the day, but God is going before yeah. you. Yeah. And so when you pray, that is your opportunity. But the second thing is that yeah, if you want to live a victorious life, be confident. Amen? Be confident in God. Have a confident spirit. Amen? Now, one of the things is that if you want to be victorious in a, a, a battle, you have to be confident. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 says, Jesus says, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Amen? That means, he's saying... You are more than a conqueror. That means a conqueror just wins a battle. But he says you, as a believer, as a child of God, are more than a conqueror. That means you should not just win a battle. You should be able to stand even before the battle ensues or begins, you know you're victorious. Amen? So many of you, I want you to know that confidence is a tool for victory. But what is the confidence? The confidence is not your own strength. Your confidence is in God. So in, in, in Philippians, it, it, it speaks about this. And many times you may have quoted it. Philippians 4.13, it, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So what is your confidence based on? Your confidence is based on Christ strengthening you. But then there must be a self-confidence. The scripture starts off, I can. You can. 
We can. So good so I should run for elections. <laughs> I can. You can. We can. <laughs> Amen. And the, 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 the whole thing is that it, it, it speaks about self-confidence. But the self-confidence is based on a perception and, and a perspective. The perspective and perception is that through Christ, who strengthens me. God is strengthening you. He's equipping you for whatever assignment you have. That means some of you need to understand the work where you work, the place that you, uh, uh, where you do your work, the job that you do, you're on assignment. That means from Sunday to Sunday, the church is on detached duty. You are assigned. When you leave here today, you go out on assignment. Now some of you may have an eating assignment straight after here. It may just be spur. But don't think about it now. It may just be bacon and eggs. It's okay. That may be a part of the assignment. But the main assignment is what is the kingdom assignment? That means there will be people you will interact with, people you will engage in, and you can minister to them without quoting a scripture, but by living a victorious life. They're facing the same challenges you're facing, but you're living it differently. Somebody's going to notice it. Someone's going to look at you. And live your life differently as a believer. And as you do that, it's going to change the lives of other people. So we, so we understand that confidence is in God. Now, Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We read it this morning. He says, I'm not confident in my education. I'm not confident in my eloquence of speech. And, and Paul was an orator. You know, he, he could speak. He could write. I mean, we, we wish we could. I could write half like how Paul could write. Even quarter of what Paul could write. I mean, he wrote letters. I wondered, did this man have time? And then I realized he was in prison a lot. Sometimes, you know, you may be in prison. You may be at home alone, right? But Paul wrote, and his writings encouraged. So when Paul comes and he says, I don't, I don't rely on my ability, my human ability, my human wisdom when I'm preaching or when I'm sharing the message. He says, I rely on the Spirit of God. Because I want you to understand, I could share the best, the most intellectual sermon with you. And you could, you could be amazed at what I'm saying. Not only amazed because you understand what I'm saying. You're just amazed that I could preach and it went past you. But, but the reality is that that doesn't change the life of a believer. He's saying it's the spirit of God. He says, he says the, the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. So it is my desire that when you sit here, yes, there's some humor, yes, there's, some, uh, there's, a, there's a whole lot of change of, of, of information, but I pray that it will not be information to you. Yeah. It will not just be data to you. It will be something that will transform your life. Now, the Bible says in the whole of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says it's possible for you to know but don't understand. Now, the if you read the, uh, the first Corinthians, that's your assignment for today, right? Next week when we come, there's a 50 mark exam, <laughs> exam, right? When you come in, there'll be an exam by the door. When you pass, you'll enter. 
and there'll be sweets for those that pass. <laughs> and this is not 40%. It's no 33 and a third percent. 80%. 75 pounds. <laughs> not the university. Yeah. But, but the reality is that in, in uh, read First Corinthians chapter 2, you'll, you'll be blessed. But what, what, what he says is that, he says, if the world, if the prince of this world knew that taking Jesus to the cross would have caused the salvation and the message of Christ to spread so much, he wouldn't have taken it. So what is he saying? It's possible for Satan himself to know, but not understand the purposes of God. And then he's saying it's possible for you to know some things, but not understand it. You know that sometimes we've read some scriptures, yeah. and we've read it many times, and we can quote it and whatever, but it doesn't resonate in your spirit. Yeah. Till you go through something in your life, and all of a sudden this word comes, yeah. and it speaks to you, it becomes powerful to you. Now, what, is, what has happened is you shifted from knowing to understanding. But then he comes in that same portion of scripture, and he says now, but you can know and understand the mind of Christ. It is for the believer not to walk only in knowing, but in understanding. Amen? Proverbs says, in all you're getting, get wisdom. And when they get understanding, you see, the problem is, some of us want to get information, but we do not want to let that information become real in our lives. Yeah. Amen? So this is where you're coming to a place of saying, God, give me understanding. Yeah. Now, how many of you know everything's real, right? We know what to do, right? Paul said it like this. He says, the things that I should do, I don't do. And the things that I do not do, well, I should not do. I do. Now, that's the wrong place to say I do. <laughs> you should not do, I do. Right? But the reality is that he's saying to you, we know the difference between right and wrong. How many of us know that? Have you ever sometimes got into a place where you got angry? And you know you should not get angry. You can work this out, but you want to be angry. And you should not be angry. It's like, it's like there's two people. You should be angry. And then the other one said, no, I shouldn't be angry. <laughs> you know, it's like you've got a schizophrenic. Eh? You know, some of us have got a lot of personality. Right? So you have to be careful now. Who are you talking to? General number one? General number two? Who are you talking to? So you, what you know and what you don't know is important. So you have to get to that place where you get to know the right things. And so the Bible says you have to know and understand. But then the last point. Warfare, there must be a spirit of warfare. If you want to live victorious, you have to know that you're engaged in a warfare daily. And you need to understand one thing the devil knows is warfare. Because the devil is always fighting for your life, fighting for your attention, fighting for you. And the Bible says, when you stand, trust God. Amen? So you need to understand that you have to be engaged in a warfare and be victorious. Yeah. 
But in the warfare, you can't be passive. You have to be an aggressive fighter in the war. I'm not talking about fight with people. I'm saying in the spiritual warfare. Right? But then the second thing is you must refuse defeat. That means you don't give up. You don't speak defeat over your life. And you must have the ability to remain in the fight till your miracle happens. Some of us give up too quickly. We give up too early. Stay in the fight till you win. Because it's God's desire for you to win. It's God's desire for you to win. Amen. So trust God. Amen. And so let's just bow our heads together. This is the important element. Remain consistent in your faith. Be confident. Be prepared to do warfare. Now, Paul encourages us. He says, praise is your weapon of warfare. That means when you praise God, you are releasing the weapon of warfare. When you thank God, you, God owes you an answer. Thanksgiving challenges God because God is no man's debtor. So when you give praise and thanks to God, God responds. Amen. I pray to you that God will bless you in this time. Father, we bring your sons and daughters before you. We pray today that they would have a confident spirit. That they will be consistent in their faith. That they would be, have an attitude of, 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 of a warrior. And be able to engage in the war that is, that, that, that is before them. I pray today that things are about to change in their lives and transform in their lives. I pray, O oh God, that you would watch over them. And the, your desire for them is to live a victorious life. So today we pray, O oh God, victory in Jesus, our Savior forever. That, O oh God, we have victory through you and in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.